we're a big company. We have a lot of compliance directives that we have to follow. So for us, it was very clear that we needed to do something different in order for this business to thrive. So that's where we started to really think about the CVB idea, right? And, and then we also said, hey, there is a very thriving environment especially in Latin America, what can we do in order to really bring these companies to our structure and say, hey, we can provide a lot to you guys and not only mentoring and, and connecting the dots here between you guys and potential clients or potential partners out there, but we can do more, right? Hello, and welcome to the Global Venturing Review Podcast. I'm Fernando Moncada, and this week we're speaking to Arthur Faria, the CEO of Brazil-based thermoplastic producer Braskem's new CVC arm, Oxygia which was just announced last month. Like a growing number of CVCs, Oxygia combines venture investment with venture building activities, also known as CVB, the latter for which the unit plans to have 10 companies in its accelerator program at any given time. With Oxygia's focus trained on sustainability and the digital transformation, Faria speaks about how capital will be allocated across its various functions and how Brascom has already rolled over several companies into its CVB portfolio. He also talks through the inception of Oxygia and the rationale behind it, how he sees innovation progressing in Latin America, and how corporates should walk their innovation talk. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the GVR podcast, and of course, enjoy the show. So Archer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking some time to, to speak to me today. Glad to have you on and, you know, to talk ahead of the Corporate Venture in Brazil event later this month, which we'll both be attending. So good to speak to you. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here, Fernando. Amazing. And it, I imagine it's been a very exciting few weeks for you. You know, I would imagine it's only been two weeks since the announcement of Voxigia and, you know, Brascom's new Corporate Venture Capital and Incubation slash Acceleration Unit. And I definitely want to take a deep dive into that. But first, you know, I want to know about you a bit, you know, tell me a bit about yourself, your background and how you got to CVC. Sure. So basically, I have a bachelor's degree in business administration here in Brazil. I have a specialization in, in, in finance from NYU in the US and MBA from IE Business School in Spain. I would say I got involved with CVC mostly because, well, first of all, I'm an entrepreneur myself. I've acted and I continue to act as an angel investor, and I've worked a lot with M&A and strategy throughout my, my career. And I've been, I would say, I've been always very provocative to the way big corporations approach new initiatives, especially with regards, you know, speed and, and the dynamism of that. So I've been always being very close to, to, to the environment, to the, to the startup ecosystem. So when the opportunity presented itself, we did this project to put together the CVB and the CVB for Braskin. I was very happy to be chosen as the one to lead the initiative. Absolutely. And that's a great lead into our main topic of discussion, which is the initiative itself, Oxygia, which just got announced by the time this podcast comes out. It'll be last month. And as I understand it, it's a new unit that combines venture investment capabilities with an accelerator and incubator functions. Can you tell us a bit about how the idea for Oxygia came about? what the rationale was behind it, and why now? Sure, sure thing. So recently, we've conducted our, well, we've updated our strategic direction uh, discussion in Braskin, and it was very clear to us that uh, one of the ways that we have in order to accelerate innovation in the company is to really improve our entrance in the startup ecosystem, right? So uh, we put together this project in order to create this autonomous vehicle in order for us to really do this the right way, right? Uh, Braskin already had 
internal ventures, and that's important to mention, and also some discussions with startups, but we didn't have the right tools in order to do that. So we put together Oxygia, which is, again, an autonomous vehicle with a corporate venture builder and a corporate venture capital as well. We've established, as you mentioned, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago in, in September 2022, we'll start with uh, 10 people, myself included, right? And plus five people, if you consider the dedicated structure we're going to have to the CVC, which we're going to use the CVC as a service. And in terms of sizing, should I st- start talking about the sizing here, Fernando? Is that okay? Yeah, please, please. Cool. So basically, this structure will possess two mechanisms, a venture builder, which will dedicate $15 million as a start, and a CVC, a corporate venture capital, to which will dedicate $100 million, right? CVC will operate through a dedicated fund with Braskin as the sole LP for now and focus on series A and B. I would say that's our sweet spot. The CVB will count with offices here in Sao Paulo, where it's the headquarters, and also in Boston in the US. We're going to co-locate our offices with uh, our biotech lab that Braskin's putting together in Boston. And the CVB will focus not only in ventures coming internally from Braskin, but also from programs we're going to run to attract external startups, right? And we are born with four portfolio companies too. Okay. And are those that have been rolled over from you know, the existing ones that Braskem had before that are... Yes, exactly. And we have basically SoftTap and DeepTap in, 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 those, in those four portfolio companies. Three are here in Brazil and one's located in the US. As for the thesis of our CVC, I would say the thesis of Oxygen as a whole, it's, it's basically centered in two verticals, that's sustainability and digital transformation, right? And when we talk sustainability, more specifically, we're talking about carbon neutrality, recycling, new materials, renewable energy. And when we talk about digital transformation, as one can imagine, we're talking about smart factories, industry 4.0, machine learning, AI, and future of mobility. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that as, as part of your CVC activity, it's, that's $100 million that's going to be allocated to that. I think there was a total of 150, right? Is the other 50 for the, for the CVB? For the CVB, exactly, exactly. And bear in mind that the CVB, as we're going to also source startups externally, it's almost a gray zone between a CVB and a CVC program, right? So I like to think that we have the full $150 million a year to invest in startups, you know, internally and externally. Okay. And when the, the four portfolio companies that you mentioned, are they part of the CVC side or the CVB side? The CVB. So we have a freight management system with reverse auction functionality for shippers. We have production and commercialization of 3D filaments for 3D printers, 3D printers, and that's a, a, a company that it's located in the US. We have a sustainability standard for consumers comparing the environmental impact of different products using you know, life cycle analyses. And we also have a venture focus on optimization of the production process for plastic transformers through machine learning. So very exciting ventures that uh, we're putting into the CVB as uh, you know this initial moment of oxygen. And these were all ones that were created within within, within the auspices of Brascom. Yes, okay. exactly. Over the, over the past how, how many years? Well, we've been we've we've been doing that for over four years now. Braskin has been running a program called Braskin Labs. That's for eight years now, where we provide assistance to startups, mentoring mostly for for the ecosystem here in Brazil, and and we started in Latin America uh, this year as well. So our idea is to take one, this program, for instance, and also offer the financial component 
like you know Y Combinator does very well in the US, for instance, right? So we want to do something similar. Right, right. And and you, you mentioned the CVC part. That will be as a kind of CVC as a service model. Exactly. You say. Exactly. So are you partnering with a, with an external firm for that part of things? Exactly. We acknowledge that we're new to this and we want to do this the right way. So we've been speaking to different uh, providers out there uh, here in Brazil and in the US as well. And uh, we should be deciding this on the next two or three weeks. That's our idea. Okay, interesting. And and because of, of well, first of all, I, I suppose in terms of geography, what what's your remit look like? Are you only investing primarily in Brazil or LATAM, or are you also going wider? No, no. So, um, great question. So, we're investing global. I would say that um, in terms of focus, that would be U.S., Europe, Brazil, and Israel. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a pretty that's a pretty good spread <laughs> across. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean. In Brazil, we have tentacles everywhere, so I think it's easier for us to see what's going on in the U.S. We have a lot of operations in the U.S. as well, but it's a you know it's a very big market, and and we acknowledge that we need someone that has the right access to this ecosystem, right? And uh, we want to get obviously want to be in the better deals. So, and the the uh, you're still in the process of of you know deciding on a, on a, on a CBC kind of services provider. What kind of vehicle do you have in mind? Will it be like an evergreen fund or will it have you know, multiple vintages down the line as you see it at the minute? I would say different vintages over the line. That's uh, uh, when we got this board approved. That was the path that we decided to go. But it can change over time. I mean, we need to really feel the way this will, will, will behave, I would say, over the, uh, you know, the coming years and, and then decide if we, you know, make this an evergreen fund or if we just make different vintages. For now, it's different vintages. And what was the process like from conceptualization through to getting it board approved? You know, what, what was the process like of getting everyone on board internally to carry out an initiative like this? Obviously, Brescom's a company that's already quite far along on its innovation journey. That's not too common, especially in Latin America, right? So what, what, what's that been like? For sure. I mean, I'll start by saying that our senior management and our board of directors uh, was extremely supportive of the initiative. That's very important. What we've done is, yeah, we've conducted benchmarks of the past, I would say, 15 years of CVCs around the world, the ones that you know really have done it the right way, the ones that didn't have success. We learned from that a lot. We spoke to a bunch of people. We hired strategy consulting companies to help us with that. So we really did our homework. I like to think that uh, it took us some time to join the game, but we're doing it the right way because we are prepared for that. We studied a lot. And I think that uh, um, sort of uh, summarized the way that the board and our senior management reacted to it, which, which again was very supportive. So it was a journey, I can tell you that. We spent uh, nine months working on this and you know going back and forth with our senior management. And then we presented this to the board and finally got board approved, right? And now we're, again, putting the playbook in place in order to initiate our our operations, basically. And uh, you know, zooming out a bit, are you, you know, seeing the progress that corporates in general in Latin America have made in terms of their culture of innovation and open innovation? Is that like encouraging to you the way you've seen it? Like, what, what changes have you seen in recent years? Absolutely. I mean, we're seeing a rise of CVCs in Latin America, especially in Brazil. I would say this year alone, you know five major companies here in Brazil, big companies in different segments, in different sectors, different industries have announced 
CVCs. So I say it's a booming market. I think we finally got to a point where I think open innovation, it's already a reality for these companies. And now they're looking into CVCs as one extra arm of their innovation strategies, right? And I can obviously mention Braskin, right? Uh, we have an open innovation department with people around the world. We have you know, a digital office officer in, in the company. We have different initiatives that you know, go into the ecosystem. Like I mentioned, Braskin Labs, which is, an excel- which is an, a mentoring program that we've been conducting for eight years already. We have other initiatives in Braskin, such as Kazulu, which focus on, on, on renewable packaging for the industry. So there's a lot being done in Latin America, I would say, a lot being done in Brazil. And um, I'm very glad that Braskin is part of that and is you know, spearheading this discussion also. Surely. And another thing that's growing in, in the wider CVC space is the rise of, of units like Oxygia that have, you know, in addition to the investment side, they also have the, the CV. B side. And, you know, I'm always curious how you envisage the interaction between those various elements, you know, between the, the startup investment side and the venture building side. Is there crossover there or overlap in terms of, or, or cross-pollination, I suppose? No, absolutely. I mean, I would say that in Latin America, we see CVCs and we see CVBs, not very common to see those two things combined. It takes a lot. I can tell you. I've been. I mean, I've been working a lot for, yeah. for a long time in order to put this structure together. But there are definitely synergies between those, right? I mean, for us, we've combined a lot of pains that we had at Braskin, which is we had this very promising adjacent business to our core business that uh, you know became eventually became ventures, but they didn't have the right environment to foster, right? To to really thrive. For instance, we don't have the corporate purpose. To, to do a lot of uh, you know service as a SaaS for instance or or or, or deal with uh, um, um, you know disrupting technologies because we, we simply we're not built to that right we are a big company we have a lot of uh, you know uh, compliance directives that we have to follow so for us it was very clear that we needed to do something different in order for this business to thrive so that's where we started to really think about the CVB idea, right? And, and then we also said, hey, there is a very thriving environment, especially in Latin America. What can we do in order to really bring these companies to our structure and say, hey, we can provide a lot to you guys and not only mentoring and, and connecting the dots here between you guys and potential clients or potential partners out there, but we can do more, right? So our CVB structure, for instance, we can offer subject matter experts. We'll offer as well back office as a service. We really want those companies to be focusing on what they need to, right? I don't want them to be doing accounts payable, accounts receivable, I mean, payrolls. I mean, we can do that for them. We've partnered with a big company to do that for us. So we're really focusing on that. And again, back to your question, there's a lot of synergies between those, those, those you know, the CVB and the CVC because the structure that we're going to have in place for the CVB, the business development structure, we count as a started with 10 people. You know, which one is its specific discipline. And that structure will be used to provide, if necessary and if required, services and, and, and support to the portfolio companies that will come from the CVC. So there is definitely a lot of synergies that we can see. That's interesting. And you mentioned that you would be bringing in companies to the CVB from both, you know, both from inside Nebraska and from, from outside. Would, would it be the kind of yearly cohort type structure that you'd see from like a Y Combinator or a Deep Tech Labs or some other kind of accelerator or incubator program? That's the idea. We're finalizing the structure of this program right now. 
but uh, we're also looking to see ad hoc topics as well. And reason I'm saying this is because we see a lot of you know satellite companies, small companies that somehow are interfacing with Braskin, with our business units, with our support areas, and we see very interesting opportunities there, right? In horizons one and two, and they're just around us. So what can we do in order to really support those companies even further? Most of them come to us and say, hey, I would love to have Braskin in our cap table, for instance, because you guys help us in a lot of ways here. And we've never had this opportunity before, right? We didn't have the right mechanism, right? And now we do. So I would say the idea is to, to do cohorts, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of uh, that we can learn from outside, from people that have been doing this for quite some time and very successfully, but also having the ability to do this on an ad hoc basis to really gather these companies that are somehow surrounding the company, it's important as well. And how many companies do you want to have at any given time? At least 10. That's our that's our, our goal here. So we start with four and we acknowledge that not all of those companies will be out there for, for, you know, for a long time, but at least 10 at a, any given time. And is there any, do you, do you want to have like, oh, at least five from inside Braskem and then the rest from outside or does it not matter? It doesn't matter. I mean, what we really want is to have a very interesting pipeline. I think, uh, you know, a success metric for me is when we see a lot of, uh, you know, a tech guy in, I don't know, in the south or in the northeast part of Brazil in one of our companies or somewhere in Germany or in Mexico or in the US in any of our facilities that said, you know what, that's very interesting because I knew this guy had a project and that product became a company. So I want to do the same. So really foster this entrepreneurial mindset in the, in the whole company. I think that's important. So we want to keep that. And I would say it's going to be natural that we're going to have always, you know, a part of our portfolio coming from, in, in, you know, from internally from Braskin. But we don't have specifically, you know, 20, 30, 40% of that. So it's... Uh, right, right. That makes sense. And what are you looking for for a CVB company? Do, do they need to have, you know, in terms of how much they have worked out on their, on their tech stack, or even if, if they have, you know, how much they've mitigated their tech risk or their go-to-market risk at, at that point, at the point when they start with you, what, what are you looking for? No, sure. So our sweet spot on CVC, Series A and B and, and awards, I would say. And for, for the CVB, we're talking more early stage, right? So that's pre-seed and seed. So I would say I, I really, I'm, I'm a strong advocate of the saying that, that, that goes, we bet on, on the jockey, not on the horse, right? So we really believe in people. So finding the people with the right skills in companies with you know, pre-seed and seed, I think that's, that's, that's going to be our major focus. And you would, um, you know, hypothetically see, you know, you, you'll incubate a company, you'll, you'll put them through your accelerator program, and then maybe the CVC side of things, you know, go, goes in with a little minority investment. There's, there's always that possibility for sure. I mean, again, it goes back to what you mentioned before. There are definitely synergies there, but will be, I think it's important to know that we're going to be a CVC with the VC aspect, which is, you know, we're going to be very open to, you know, if we're, when you're talking up with a big company, you know, you're talking about an M&A activity, you know, it's right or first refusals, preference rights here and there, most, you know, favorable clauses, MFN clauses. So we, we're going to avoid all that, right? So we're going to be very open. Uh, again, what we want to do here is really support those companies. So if the CVC wants to invest in them, perfect. If Braskin wants to invest in them, perfect. But we're going to be very open in order to help those companies. And how long does, does your CVB program last for, for a company that comes into it? Well, the acceleration piece of it, component of it, our idea is to do a 90 to 120 days program, right? 
But we do, for instance, those four companies that are coming internally from Braskin, they are in different stages, right? We have companies that are already commercializing. One of them even have products being sold through Amazon in the US, for instance, right? So they're in different stages than the other companies. So we don't have a metric to say, you know what, uh, we really want you guys to really graduate and go out on the market. I think that's important because we want to really keep growing with, you know, 10 companies out there. And when we see that those companies can maintain themselves on their own, I mean, I think that's time for uh, to move and for us to help them to find a new home. So I think that's that that's part of the journey. Again, we don't have a specific time format, six months, a year or so, but the acceleration program per se, that's 90 to 120 days. And what can new companies expect from that? Well, I mean, all sorts of support. I mean, Braskin, I'll start by, 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 by saying what Braskin brings to the table, right? This is a company that it's, it's the largest petrochemical company in the Americas, the largest biopolymers producer in the world. You know, it can have access to several subject matter experts, right? You can have access to different technology centers in South America, in North America, in Europe. You can have access, for instance, to use Braskin as a big lab, as we do with some startups. You know, you want to do a pilot plan, you want to conduct a demo facility. We know how to do that. We're doing that currently for different startups. And that's in addition to everything that Oxygen will bring to the table. Again, subject matter. You have the subject matter experts from Braskin, but you also have a guy that will help you to do the go-to-market strategy. You're going to have someone specifically to help you with uh, all the budgeting, right? A finance guy. You're going to have an HR. You're going to have a tech, an architect to help you putting together everything. So there's a bunch that can be expected. Again, we, we spent a lot of time thinking on how to do that. Very soon, we'll update our website. Right now, it's just something that we put together for, it's more of a landing page because we just got announced, but we're going to put some details of how we're going to, how those programs are going to run. And that's a lot of great stuff in there. Right. So you, you'd characterize the relationship with Braskem as, as quite close, right? Both in terms of support, obviously funding, if, if they're going to be like the, the, the sole LP in, in the CVC fund. And well, what about the strategic mandates? When we were defining this, right? Uh, and again, there was a lot of support from everyone. It was very clear that, uh, uh, you know, Braskin Senior Management and the board, they're really looking for the, the strategic elements that this can bring to the company, right? Uh, the fact that uh, uh, you bring this mindset, this entrepreneurial mindset, this different way of doing business, that's very important for us. But there's definitely the financial component. So I would say it's a, it's a dual mandate for that, right? So it's important, I mean, to give credibility for the program for us to really you know, provide the necessary financial returns and to, as, as you mentioned, become an evergreen program one of these days, right? So I would say when we talk about our mandate, it's mostly strategic. That's definitive. But we are also looking for, for some of this, you know, financial aspects, which is important for, you know, for a healthy operation of a, of a CVC. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's critical, I suppose. You know, you need to be viable. No, absolutely. And, and going back, when you talk about, you know, sort of how you determine a strategic investment, right? So again, our investment thesis was, you know, device taking into consideration important trends, such as changes in consumer awareness towards sustainability, brand owner goals to achieve carbon neutrality and, and deal with plastic waste, and also policies and regulatory restrictions, right, that are currently being imposed by governments and economic zones. So this is all very much aligned with Braskin's strategy, right? And uh, when we've defined our, our investment thesis, we also define the fields of investments, right? Where are we going to really focus? Because it's, very, it's a very broad, uh, when you talk about sustainability and digital transformation, those are very broad areas, obviously. But 
we really defined what are our field of investments based on what we can bring more to the table. What does Braskin can really contribute to that? So when you talk about biomaterials, I mean, we've been running biopolymers facilities for over a decade. We're the only ones doing this on an industrial scale, right? So we pretty much created this market. We defined, you know, all the pricing strategy. It took us 10 years to get where we are. I mean, actually 11 years to get where we are. So there's a lot we can bring to the table to, to some of, you know, those companies that are, for instance, in that segment, right? So again, that all goes back to what we define as a strategy. Yeah. And, and looking at your thesis, I mean, sustainability and digital transformation, those are both obviously very fast growing and, you know, high demand broad sectors. What would you say are the kind of perhaps the, the sub drivers that, that you're looking to take advantage of across both of those? Sure. So when we talk about sustainability, that's basically a circular economy and plastic waste elimination. So you have chemical, mechanical recycling, you have plastic waste-based products, reverse logistics, that is very important as well. You also have still on, uh, on sustainability, climate change and carbon neutrality, and that's pretty much carbon market capture and utilization. Efficiency in electricity consumption. I mean, those facilities that we run and, and our peers run, I mean, they're very they consume a lot of energy, a lot of electricity. So it's very important. It's a very important topic. Bioenergy, I mean, anything related to biofuels, biomass-based energy. And last but not least, it's still in sustainability, you know, biopolymers, composites, and specialty plastics. And that goes, you know, biodegradable polymers, bio-based monomers, lightweight applications, lightweight composites, monomaterial packaging. I mean, there's a lot in there. And there's also deep tech, right? And then I would say fintech and circular economy and climate change, it's very interesting for us because we need to really support this market. That's very important. So fintech applications in carboplastic markets, such as blockchain or, or peer-to-peer, it's very interesting for us. Computing in manufacturing, I mean, anything related to AI, machine learning, and now we're seeing more and more quantum computing applications as well. That's also uh, something that we're really looking into it. And what, broadly speaking, what, what does... And you've kind of touched on this already, but what does success look like for Oxygen? I would say there's two components, right? From the CVB side, again, it's us running a program, a cohort every year, and also having those ad hoc opportunities that I mentioned. It's really been established as someone that uh, really entered the market and it's really doing great things, right? Uh, again, we acknowledge that uh, on a global scale when compared to the US, for instance, we're late to the game but uh, not in terms of Latin America, not in terms of Brazil. So we really want to play this the right way. So we want to be acknowledged as a, you know, an important player, a player that uh, those startups really want to relate to. We do not want to do what uh, we studied a lot, right? And, and did some benchmarks on companies that promise and don't deliver. I think that's, uh, we've been discussing this and really changing governance within Braski in order to really deliver, you know, to really walk the talk. If we promise something, we want to make sure that we can deliver that we're up to that. So that that's very important. So to me, when you talk about the CVB, you know, success is again internally. A lot of people say internally to Braskin saying, I really want to bring this project into and make and make it become a company, as some of my colleagues done, for instance. I think that's very important. And externally run this program, right? Really having some cohorts every year and, and these companies really looking at us as the first option. And on the CVC, I think it's it's co-investing with the right names out there. What we've done is uh, within those fields of investments that I mentioned, we look into thousands of startups as, as one can imagine, and we, we sort of funneled those down and, and we looked into every single cap table out there. So who is really investing in our segments? Those are the ones that we want to partner with. 
you really want to make a name. You want to have, you know, the right approach, really want to do the follow-ons and, and really, again, play this the right way. So to me, when you talk about the CVCs, to, is to make the right partnerships, do the right investments, and also, if possible, to have the right financial returns. I mean, that right. would be yeah. a very nice compliment, right? Goes good, good, the cherry on top, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And do, do you see, you know, I, I think you kind of already went over this a bit just now, but you know, where, where do you see the road ahead over the next like two or three years? Obviously establishing, getting the cohorts on, on their feet, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, and, and, you know, getting a good portfolio in place on, on, on the CVC side by then. But what, what other goals do you have in mind for the kind of short to medium term? Well, we need to establish a name for ourselves. I think that's important. Again, we're new to this game. So I would say uh, this, this is the first, the first step. Having what I would call a quick win, that would be fantastic, right? Everybody's definitely after that. And I, I, I can see some very good opportunities in our CVB program. We're going to be very close to that. Also, I think establishing the right connections for our CVC is very important. So uh, I would say that 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 focus is it's very important. We are also we're still defining the whole thing, right? Uh, um, I'm still not 100% with my position 100% filled. So we're looking for the right talent, and one of the reasons why we've um, we've done this Oxygen as an autonomous vehicle is because we have our own policies, including a compensation policy. So we really wanted to do something different from what an industry does, for what Braskin does on its day to day. So we could you know, attract the right talent. And that goes goes in line with that as well. So that's that's our, I would say, my immediate uh, focus here. So again, two to three years, hopefully I'll have deployed a good amount of the availability of, of resources we have for the CVC and for the CVB. Again, it's the idea here is, you know, five years for investments and, you know, plus five to maturation and, and you know, in this investment of these portfolio companies. So hopefully by then, you know, two or three years, we're going to have invested at least, uh, I would say, 40% of everything we have. Mm -hmm. And when, when, when you're fully deployed, let's say 100% invested over those four years, how many portfolio companies, let, let's say first on the CVC side, right? How, how many portfolio companies do you have in mind? I would say 12 to 15 portfolio companies. We don't want to have too many out there. And again, in three years time, we really want to be going back to our board to say, you know what, we should start fund two now. So that, that's a that's a a key success factor for certain. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, fingers crossed on that one. <laughs> and then just before I let you go, I wanna I wanna ask. You know, we ask this of everyone who comes on, and that is, and you're probably in a in a pretty good position right now, having just launched uh, Oxygen to, to answer is, you know, what can corporates do to better support their CVCs and the wider innovation ecosystem, especially in Latin America. Well, I would say the first thing, first and foremost, they really need to walk the talk, even by their CVCs. I mean, if you promise support to a startup, you have to deliver. It's very unfortunate when one hears feedback from startups that they try to get that promised access to corporates and they don't. I think that's very complicated. And we need to bear in mind that um, CVCs, they're competing with VCs. We know that, right? We can always co-invest and it happens a lot. But um, for us to really bring something to the table, and I think we can, we have something very different from VCs, we need to really walk the talk. So if we promise something, some form of support that these companies, these startups are looking for us, we need to deliver. So I think that's the first thing. Also, I would say corporates need to really, in order to you know achieve the above, to really prepare themselves so they can deliver, right? I can see a scenario where corporates are overwhelmed with work and simply cannot fit additional 
work to their daily attributions to you know really give support to a portfolio company of their CVC units. So it's important for the company to really be prepared for that. And we spend a lot of time doing that. I mean, I can speak for, for experience here. Again, it's been you know, a journey for us and uh, we're making sure that uh, uh, we get not only alignment, but commitment from everyone within the company in order to make this really work. Because it's, there's a big difference between alignment and commitment. And uh, I think uh, corporates need to be aware of that and their CVCs in order to, again, make sure that uh, they, they work very closely in order to provide the necessary support for the portfolio companies. So I would, I would leave with that, uh, Fernando. I mean, to me, there's a bunch of things that they can do, but I think that's, to me, it's one of the most important, if not the most important thing that they need to do. And, and why has that been kind of difficult for them to do up till now in the region? Well, I, I guess you're always running after your next quarter, right? Right. And that's not only in the region, but I think, you know, in the region, it's even, even more so because you're operating usually understaffed and you need to deliver a lot. And again, something else comes upon. And if the entire company is not really aligned towards their strategy and then the way the company sees open innovation and and obviously, uh, how a CVC can help that, it's complicated. It's very complicated. Well, here's to uh, alignment, and hopefully we see much more of it in the future. Arthur, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it. And I look forward to meeting you in person, actually. just in the, By the time this comes out, it'll probably be uh, a week from now. So, yeah, okay, see cool. you in, in Sao Paulo. See you in Sao Paulo. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for the opportunity, Fernando. And that just about wraps it up from us this week. Thank you all, as ever, for tuning in. You can always find the GBR podcast on your favorite audio platform, whether it's Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else. I have been Fernando Moncada. Our sound engineer is Mark Chatterley from In-Ear Production, whose great work you can check out at inearproduction.com. And our music is by Kevin McLeod and a Creative Commons license. We'll be back again next week, as always. Until then, have a good one.